because we're not to be concerned with who's getting mad, but with the lesson about anger. Anger is an emotion that each and every one of us experience. Anger is an emotion which is a natural reaction at times to the things that happen around you. But anger as an emotion as well is very destructive. It can take forms, it can take means which not only harm those you're angry at, but also harm yourself. When you're able to control your anger, you can stop that harm. You can stop harming yourself and harming others. You can be sure that you avoid the evil outcomes and the negative outcomes that happen after getting angry. It's not wrong to get angry, but at times that anger goes and it goes or it reaches a point where it's no longer just something that you're showing your displeasure through, but it's something that becomes a destructive force, a destructive force, something that harms yourself and harms others. This is why many of the pious people of the past, the Salaf, they used to say that whoever can avoid anger can avoid most of the evil in their life. Because things are either good or bad. So some of them used to say that if you cannot get angry, you can avoid half of all bad things in your life. Because things will either be good or bad, and the bad is a result getting angry. So don't get angry, you can avoid being harmed by that anger. You can avoid evil or nefarious or problematic things in your life. Some of them, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, they used to say that evil in one's life is a result of two things. Shahwat, shahwat that there are things which in life which are either good or evil. And evil is divided into two causes. Evil is caused by desire or by anger. And therefore, if you can avoid getting angry, then you will stop yourself from unlocking the doors to desire. And you will be left with just the good in your life. Many times we don't think about desire as having been a resultant or a result of our anger. Many times when we're angry, when we're disappointed, when we're upset, we think that we deserve something. I was wrong and therefore I have to get retribution. I was wrong and therefore I deserve to do such and such thing. We then try to placate ourselves, satisfy our souls, by then indulging in those things which we have, which are desirous to us. But in reality, we're only harming ourselves more. Angry that we don't have something in life, and then doing things which, in the end of the day, only harm us. Anger is an emotion that overpowers your ability to think clearly. And so you, when you get angry, you may not even think about the negative effects of the things that you do while angry or after you are angry. It's a, it's a 
It's an emotion which is akin to someone screaming in your ear to a loud, calamitous sound that drowns out everything around it. It's a natural reaction, but it's one that we have to learn to control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Musa السلام, that when he came back from Mount Sinai, when he came back and he saw that his people had indulged in idol worship, what did he do? He was worrisome, troubled, and angry. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When Musa was then, when the anger was then quiet, when the anger quieted itself away from Musa, he then picked up the tablets that he had been given. The word here is the same word that's used for silence. Because when we're angry, our thoughts are clouded. They're overcome by a lot of different voices in our mind about what should have been or what could have been. And so angry, anger at times can be a result of our displeasure with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has decreed and our knowledge of how to deal with those things which are wrong at the time when they are wrong. It's not bad to get angry, man. Whoever loves for the sake of Allah and hates for the sake of Allah and gives for the sake of Allah and takes for the sake of Allah then he has sought to complete his iman, the Prophet said. So it's not wrong to be angry, but it's how you channel that anger. Do you allow it to overcome you? Or do you make sure that you only use that energy that results in something being displeasing to Allah to then correct it and make, make things better and make things from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. One of my teachers, while I was in Medina, he came to class late. And one of the traditions that he had in all of his classes is that he would not jump directly into the subject matter. But instead, he would open with a story or with a fadi at some point of fadi. And so that morning he did, he came in, he was, he was exhausted. And he said, I overslept this morning because I spent all night in the hospital with one of my children last night. His child had had what seems to have been an asthma attack, had to go for a nebulizer. At that time, those things weren't common in people's homes. You had to go somewhere for it. So he said, you know, last night I had an epiphany about the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu I had, I had a realization about the Prophet statement, don't get angry. He said, as my child was in the emergency room being treated, and they had him on the machine, has to sit there for some time to be able to take the medicine. I walked around to see who, uh, who else was there that was, in, that was sick, who else was there that was hurt. Maybe I can give them some words of advice, consult them in some way. So he said, I walked out into the waiting room. 
and I saw a young boy who was maybe three to four years old, and his arm was twisted up and broken, and he, and he was holding He said, so I said to the father, he said, hopefully everything is good, no harm has come. What is this? He said, the father had hung his head down in shame, and he said, he said, this, this is anger. He said, I never realized what the definition of anger was. He said, while many of us try to define anger in words, nothing defines it better than our regret for the hurt that we cause others. While many of us try to define anger in words, nothing defines it better than the hurt that we cause others. When the Prophet told us, don't get angry, he was giving us instructions to not harm, our, not harm others in that moment and not to leave behind for ourselves and for them a life of hurt. So the question then remains, why do we get angry? Why do we anger and we do we allow ourselves to get angry? And we'll talk about this in the coming
And then let me take those attributes and those characteristics that they describe me with and look back in my life and see if I've actually done that at other times. Let me put a name on my anger. Let me think about how it affected the people around me. And then once you know the environment that it happens in, start to think to yourself, okay, how was I feeling at that moment? Was my chest open? Was my heart full of joy? Or was I closed, compartmentalized, angsty, worried, disturbed? Did I feel a sense of constriction or a sense of openness? Did I feel like I could see the future or was I only focused on what was happening there at that moment? Remember the sights, the sounds, the smells, the things that were happening around you, and you'll start to understand who your anger is and when it pops its head up into the situations that you're doing, that you're getting angry in. Think of it as something separate than you. Don't allow your anger to be part and parcel of who you are, but think of it as something that visits you at the worst time, then at the worst place, then you can start to control the times and the places that you get angry in. Start understanding what triggers your anger. And then understand what's going on inside of yourself to make you want to invite that, that horrible guest into your life. Because you cannot control what other people do. This is a very key point for controlling anger. You cannot control what other people do. You can control how you react to what other people do. The only thing in the end of the day that you have control of is yourself and how you react. So by understanding where, when, and how you get angry, you can then start to understand why it is you get angry. What happens when you get angry? And then change the circumstances and you will find that your emotions will change as well. A helpful way of doing this is by using I feel statements. So when I'm angry, I feel, and then fill in the blank. When I'm angry, I feel like screaming at my child. When I'm angry, I feel like punching someone. When I'm angry, I feel like indulging in more food, more drink, more whatever it may be. When I'm angry, I feel like cursing. When I'm angry, I feel... Use I feel sentences and the things that happen when you feel that way, and you'll start to uncover why it is and what happens when you get angry. And then lastly, you have to think about the consequences of your anger. Not just the consequences of it to other people, but the consequences of it to you. There are some people who are so out of touch with positive emotion that they can only express negative emotion. They are so used to feeling unsafe. They are so used to playing the victim are so used to being uh, critical that when they are not unsafe, 
when they are safe, when they are not critical, when they are empathetic, when they are a victor, not a victim. They feel so out of place that they don't want to be there. They would rather succumb to the negative emotion than push themselves through and improve themselves. If you are that person, you have to ask yourself, when I'm angry, what am I really feeling? Not just anger. I'm feeling closed off from the world. I'm feeling alone. Loneliness is a huge issue in our community and in communities around the world. Social isolation and loneliness is a huge issue. And it brings up feelings of anger. How, if that's a problem for you, how do you then solve your anger? Not by wishing that people, you would be around people, by going out and being around people. By taking action, you can change the way that you feel. By taking action, you can start to repair the damage that has been done. There are a few things from the Sunnah of the Prophet that guide us as to how to deal with our anger in the moment. Many times, we talked about the process of identifying and diagnosing our anger, but we don't think about what to do at that time. One of the best things to have with you at the time that you get angry is someone that you trust that can tell you and call you on your anger. That can say to you, you're doing it again, you need to stop. Now, if we're proud, if we're proudful, if we're, pro if we're proud, that will many times not work. You have to be humble enough to allow someone else to critique you in the moment. And that in and of itself is a whole other topic. What else then can we do if we're just with ourselves? The Prophet he said, If one of you becomes angry, he should remain silent. By simply choosing not to speak, you cut off the ability of anyone to pull more anger out of you or inject more anger into you. Somebody says something dumb to you, right? Someone uh, 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 says something rude or critical, right? All you have to do, be quiet. Whoever believes in Allah on the Day of Judgment, let them say good or be quiet. So the first step is when you are angry, just don't say anything. Somebody says, no, your, your, your husband or your wife goes, I need to talk to you about this right now. We need to deal with this issue. Okay, maybe later. And then, quiet. That's it. Don't give in to allowing the anger. Don't open the door more for the anger. On top of that, you can say something good. Somebody comes and they say, you know what? You are so ugly. You are one of the worst people I have ever met. You can say, well, you know what? You're a wonderful person. May Allah bless you and your children and give you wealth beyond your dreams. See, why would I do something like that to them? Because then that person's going to be so busy with all of that stuff, they're not going to be able to bother you anymore. So you can say something good. That changes your mindset. It doesn't matter if it changes that person's mindset. But you put yourself back into a positive mindset by speaking positively. 
The Prophet also encourages us that when the moment of anger comes, that we change our position. If one of you is angry and he's standing up, he should sit down. And if anger leaves him, great. And if not, then he should lie down. This hadith was narrated after Abu Dhar implemented it when someone made him angry. They said, what are you lying on the floor for? He said, I heard the Prophet say, and then he narrated to them this hadith, and this is collected by Ahmed. Also know that anger is weakness. Anger is weakness. The Prophet said, لَيْسَ الشَّهِيدُ بِسْرَعَةً وَلَكِنَ الشَّهِيدُ مَنْ يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ عِنْدَ الْغَلَبِ he said, strength is not a person who wrestles another one to the ground, but strength is one who can control themselves when they get angry. He also said, Strength, all strength, strength, all strength is found in a person but when they're made angry and their face turns red and their hand, hair stands on end, that they still control their anger. So anger is not strength. It's not manly. It's not masculine. It's not being alpha. It's none of that, uh, none of that of those other things that we lie to ourselves about. Strength is found in controlling oneself when you are angry. The, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises those who are able to control their anger in the Quran when he says, And those who hold back their anger when strong, and those who pardon the people when wrong, and Allah loves those people of Allah forgive us of our sins, and our transgression, and our affairs, and make our feet firm. O Lord of the world, make us from amongst those that restrain ourselves in anger and that pardon people when we are wronged, and write us from amongst those that are the people of Well, we ask you for your love and the love of those you love and the love of all actions that bring us closer to your Lord, to your love, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allah, make us from those who are kind with your servants so that you are kind to us on the day that we meet you. اذكروا الله العزيز الجليل يذكركم وصلوا على نبيكم يزدكم وذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تسمعون وصلى الله وسلم على نبي محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وأهل الصلاة Oh, my God.
first Sunday in November. The daylight saving time will end. The clocks will fall back one hour. Therefore, our Jum'ah, November 8th, and this coming Jum'ah, November 8th, will be at 12.30. So please make note that daylight saving time will end Sunday, November 3rd. Friday after that will be at 12.30. Before you leave, if you park at 805 Franklin, validations are with the security officer. Exactly.